All right, we're doing The Last of Us Season 2 predictions with guest Michael Schumer. So big, big, big spoiler warning for anyone who doesn't want to know Season 2 because we both played the games. So all of our predictions will be based off the games and the season will be based off the games for as far as we know. So yeah, spoiler warning for all of you. Cue the music. like ash catching pikachu we don't evolve we just level up michael hello hello what type of voice is that is that a british accent it was attempting to be yes (laughs) i don't know what the fuck it is right now Uh, yeah what's up everybody (laughs) oh man there we go jake and knots and we're less than two minutes into this bitch i got this i got the magic touch we're talking The Last of Us, and you're going British accent, and it has nothing to do with The Last of Us. But all right, then. <laughs> hey, oh, Bella welcome. Ramsey's from the UK. That's pretty much the only connection I can think of. I will say, when Bella Ramsey... America when Bella... started off as a colony of the UK. <laughs> okay, you're going too far here. I will say, when Bella <laughs> When Bella Ramsey speaks about Last of Us and like it, she's just in her full natural accent, I'm just like, oh, this is it's so hard to like imagine. So I'm imagining like Ellie because like she plays Ellie so well, and so like I'm just like when she's on screen talking about Last of Us, I'm expecting Ellie's voice. I'm expecting that Ashley Johnson like impersonation that not that she's impersonating, but like she's definitely has her Ellie voice, and then she's just like all you know British. Yeah, she drops that pretense pretty quickly as soon as it's not the filming. But I know exactly what you mean. You're like, oh, shit. That's right. You're not actually American. I will say I've been I'm, uh, watching or going back to Game of Thrones. And so watching her performance as uh, Lady Mormont is is a wonderful treat watching her performance and then watching her as Ellie. That is a treat to like see how vastly different those two characters are she's such a great actress. and yet not that different and yet not that i i feel like the lady mormont and ellie williams would like totally hit it off oh i think in they terms would. of like badass like badass like young girls that don't give no shits i think they would be bffs i could see that but they're two different characters that's true like, they're not the same character no they're so, not I, I'm just saying similar personality. Like they're not the same character. You know, oh, one's yeah, in the fantasy world. Yeah, that feistiness. The, the the I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Alright, so should we get into The Last of Us? Season yes. two predictions? We right, will. Do you want to give the Do you want to give the, the warning, warning or should I? I was just gonna ask if I could. So yeah, guys, we're gonna dig right into uh The Last of Us Part Two today. I'm doing hand motions even though you can't see them, so just imagine uh an overweight overweight white guy uh you know putting two two peace signs in the air anyways but we're talking about the last of us part two today uh we are going to be getting into some pretty heavy spoilers so if you haven't played the games or you want to remain blind for season two uh you might want to opt out of this episode we would still ask you know you give us a like and a follow for some future content with my man jake here he's the og i'm giving a thumbs up even though he's (laughs) But yeah, so yeah, we're gonna get, get dig into the games, what we think season two might be, or potentially other seasons as well. 
Uh, and yeah, that's kind of the gist of it. Uh, if you yeah. are a fan of the games or you just don't care uh, and you want to be spoiled, well, welcome here. We're the yeah, place we for it. we decided uh, beforehand that like there's no way we can talk season two predictions without talking about part two of the game. And if we we're pretty sure they're going to follow at least some half the story, if not the entire story of part two, which pretty much means that we're spoiling season two and three and possibly four. So just, yeah, spoiler warning. If you guys want to stick around, awesome. If not, I mean, check out the other pod episodes. Yep. Anyway, let's get into it. Indeed, All right. let's. All right, so I, I, my first question for you that I have. All right, hit me. Do you think that Last of Us season two, three, and maybe four – Basically, whatever they're following for part two, do you think they're going to tell the same exact story, or do you think they're going to switch up the narrative? Uh, we might have to get into more specifics, but if I understand what I think, if I think I understand what you're saying, mm-hmm. uh, I think it'll be the same story. They might change some pacing or the way things play out in certain orders, but I think it'll still be the same story i mean well i guess can you specify what you mean yeah so like all right so season one of the last of us pretty much told like they changed up the narrative a little bit but like beat for beat like theme wise the story was practically the same right yep like you you can say like oh well bill's story is different but like thematically wise it did the same thing um, Kansas City, Pittsburgh, they switched up those storylines, but thematically it was the same thing. It was the same order. So my question is, is season two going to follow part two's order of things? Or do you think, uh, narratively, no, or do you think they're going to switch up the narrative? I don't think I don't think they can, and I don't think HBO would let them. Uh, for two I reasons. I would love to see it play out. Okay, well, go ahead. You go ahead. You say your part. Okay. I I was actually just going to let you go ahead. So I like my mind just <laughs> dropped it in that moment. I'll just I'll let you go. I'll let you finish. I'm sorry for interrupting. So, let's dig into the part 2 strat plot structure. Once again, I would like to reiterate to anybody listening right now, if you do not want spoilers, please exit the pod. Exit to your left, say goodbye to our plane steward, Mr. Jake Sherbing, on your way out. And uh, please feel free to collect your Don't Evolve Me complimentary mint uh, as you exit. Thank you for listening. The funny Anyways. thing is, I have mints. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, structure part two. Let's go through it. If it's if you're can, going oh, exact, wait, or, wait, can I can I say the spoiler? Yes. Can I just shout it? All right, you well, guys wait, have five wait, seconds. Wait, 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 wait. Let me, let, uh, you'll, you'll know when. I'll, I'll, I'll give you like a. I'll like. I'll clap my hands when we're ready for you to scream the spoiler. Okay. 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 So part one, you get, you get kind of like the prologue with, uh, you know, Ellie exploring Jackson kind of getting to see where her life's at. And then the epilogue of the last of us part two or part one, which also backtracking, we talked about this on a previous pod. My theory actually was going to be that they might end season one of the last of us with the opening of season two. Obviously that did not take place. Mm-hmm. But I kind of just there was something that happened that I was like, oh shit, I think that's what they're gonna do, and then they didn't. They actually kept through to the ending, which I think is better, and a I lot agree. less optimistic. So, anyways, so you get to see Ellie's like epilogue. You gotta get to explore the town, kind of see where these new characters are at, and then you have 
Joel dies. Yes. Okay. <laughs> there we go. So yes, Joel. Uh, we'd have Joel's death, um, and then her going to Seattle. So that's you missed, like you, that's you, you. You did miss a lot of it, though. That well, that's just an epilogue. Like I'm, I'm not going through bullet point, bullet point, but I'm just going to oh, hit okay. the general arcs here. And then you have Seattle. Day one, well, you two, also, and three. You, for you also LA. play as a new character. They introduce a really big character. You have no idea yeah. why you're playing her. Wait, I thought we were just digging balls deep into the spoilers. We can just say who it is. Oh, yeah, they introduce Abby, and Abby yeah. kills Joel. And you don't know yeah. why you're playing Abby at first. And you're like, oh, she's a nice person. And then she kills your <laughs> she your kills daddy. Joel. She kills daddy. She kills your character. She kills, like, essentially, she kills you because, like, God, you it's are kind of meta for game. a video game. It is really meta for a video game when you put it like yeah. that. But, yeah, so you then you have the hunt for Abby as Ellie those three days. And then you would have, yep. and in between those three days, you have flashback after flashback after flashback and mm-hmm. all filling in the stories. And then you have the ending of day three with the theater. Yep. Then you have El- then you have Abby's flashback, Abby's three days. All like I believe there's yeah there's shit little flashbacks in there too. I th- okay, and then you have the epilogue or the farm and San Fran. So here's not San Fran. Uh... Los Angeles. Are you sh- I could have swore San Fran. I got San, uh, San Fran, yeah, because Santa Barbara is um, off of the coast of Oh, is of it LA. San- oh, Santa Barbara? I think you're, yeah. Yeah, or no, not Santa Barbara. It was uh, Canalina Island. Um, Santa Barbara is where they go to. Yep, okay. And then Santa Barbara you were is... right, Jake. <laughs> no, San Fran, you're confused with San Fran because they're making the new Factions game. Oh, that's, be that's right. San Francisco. Yep, yep, and yep. you're the one who so, told me this information. I just remembered. True. There we go. ADHD brain. Mine <laughs> fail it out, and Jake's coming from the dub. Oh, All right, but yeah. Back. So then you have you have the epilogue with the farm, San Fran, and then like the last flashback. Which uh, if they do replicate that for the ending of that big portion of the show, if that's that needs to be the ending of whatever se- whatever season they decide to. If they finish on season three, then that needs to be the ending of season three, a hundred percent. I was uh, so I was watching somebody already made or IGN already made a season two like prediction video, and yep. they had it. They ended it uh, Seattle or Ellie's Seattle journey. So like the ending was where uh, her and Abby had that final confrontation in the theater. That's where the end. That's where they had an ending, and I thought that was actually a good, pretty good place. But I also feel like I could see them just being in Jackson the entire time for seasons two. So here's a couple of different ways I think it could play out. I don't know. I honestly haven't thought of a way, and I don't know. Like, good luck, Craig and Neil. Like, a video game is one thing, but making this into a TV show, I do not fucking envy you in the slightest. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. So, uh, let's, before we get into you, the predictions, let's talk so about – you, Well, go ahead. What were your okay. question? Okay, I don't have a question. I just have a point that I would make on this because I feel like part one or Last of Us, the game, now you know being called part one, I thought mm. it was made perfect for TV. Yep, I agree. Like it, it was like one of those shows. It's one of those games where like, damn, this should be just a TV show because it's just made perfectly to be a TV show. Now I will say this about part two. 
it is so such a experimental story that I honestly I enjoy. A lot of people say there's a lot of pacing issues, and I think there are pacing issues with like the general like gameplay and how long it is. But I will say like I really really love the experiment that they did with this game, just because of what it like the emotions it brings out. But when it comes to putting this to TV, I am so curious how they're gonna do it because I don't. It's not a clear, obvious like part one where it's like, oh, you just have to copy paste essentially the main key points and you have a solid TV show. Part two, I'm like, there's so many different avenues they can go, because part two is almost four games in one. Part it one really is just is. one solid game. It really is. So th- this is what I'm thinking. There's a couple different ways they could do it. They could do okay. the chronological route. I don't think they'll do that. I think that's boring, and I think it won't. Like, if they were to do everything, all the flashbacks and everything for one season, they could do that. But I think what is beautiful about part two is that interjuxtaposition of of elements of part one. So that was Mm -hmm. one thing I think they could do. Uh, The other thing, so they could do flashbacks. And then one season could be now. This is where this is where I wonder if they maybe would stretch it to three, but I think that'd be too much because one season could be the flashbacks for Ellie and Abby. That could maybe work. Might be more satisfying. I feel like they'd be, like be boring if they did just one season of flashbacks. I agree. Yeah, well, I mean, you wouldn't know it. you you wouldn't know that it's a flashback if you're watching the show. You would just yeah. be like, oh, this is the story. Well, I'm in the middle of playing the game, and all these like these flashbacks that they show. So originally, my thought was before playing the game, before jumping into it, when thinking about season two and how they would tell the story. And this is probably before, like the finale even like aired. So me and you both have been thinking about how are they going to do part two? Because part two is still very much on our mind. Mm-hmm. But here's my here's my thought process on this. After playing part two and playing through some of these flashbacks, these flashbacks are not they're not really conflict filled. No. And there's a per- and there's a purpose for why it's not conflict filled. So one of the things that Neil Druckmann said in an interview at the end of the finale is it's kind of like a writing exercise to give the audience exactly what they want, but not the way they want it. And part two is exactly that. It really is actually. Now that you say that, because everybody wants Joel and Helly to ha- be happy, they want them to live their lives and have this happy relationship. And guess what? In part two, they give you that. And just not the way you want it. Yeah, Joel's not already me. dead. What do you get? They uh. fucking kill him off. He's <laughs> dead. And then they like, hey, here's all the flashbacks of all the good times Joel and Ellie have. And you're like, I wanted this, but it <laughs> it's so sad. Dude, I like fucking cried. I will say one thing I think will be really special, especially if they decide. They, they have to. I think they can't not adapt any of the story elements of part two. You know what I mean? They, like they have, they're going to kill off Joel. I'm sorry. They, no, no, they, I know that. No, I'm not saying. That. I'm saying they can't. To. They can't not do what they did for the story because the museum scene hits. Like it, yeah, it was beautiful. It would be really cool to see that in a part two if it was just straight Ellie and Joel misadventure. But it's more beautiful with the context of Joel being passed, like her it remembering because uh, she's sitting. Because I believe it's and that happens. At the end of day one of Seattle, she they make it to the theater and she starts playing that song, and that yep. and it flashes yep. back to her playing yep. to that whole day, <laughs> and 
I would be so sad if they chose to not. See, my worry is that if they would cut anything out to make it more narratively cohesive. Because that's the thing that's tough about those flashbacks. Like, if they do the flashbacks... Here... Maybe I should say this. My ideal situation for this show... Because here's what mm-hmm. I'm thinking. I w- I would love to get into a discussion about this character, but like, I don't like Abby at all. Like, she... I wouldn't say I hate her, because there is one thing about her character I really do like. And maybe in part three, if they continue to have her be a character in that game... Mm-hmm. Uh they could maybe further redeem her for me is that she does have a redemption story. Like, a really strong one too. Oh shit. Did I lose you? Oh no. Did we lose Michael? We must Jakob. have lost Michael. Wait, okay, I lost you there. Uh you're back. There Welcome we go. back. Yay. I'm back. Woo Okay. What were you saying though? You said uh Uh she has a really strong redemption arc. Like a really, really strong redemption arc. Like she goes from this like murder okay so let's 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 give some background about abby for those who haven't played and those who wait spoilers. why are we giving <laughs> and the, okay i love spoilers yeah that was okay, okay. <laughs> i'm right, gonna so, say <laughs> all right so abby is basically where we see abby is she's this like i don't know i actually really like abby as a character and I know most – I am, like, in the minority for this. Most people hate Abby just because, like, you know, what happened with Joel. But I actually really enjoy her as a person. She's just – she goes on the, literally the same path that Ellie does where she gets revenge-filled. And, but, like, her revenge, even though, like, in the moment where, like, oh, Joel literally just saved her life and everything. And then, like, you know, she kills him then. Ooh, I just got chills. You just gave me, like, some like a thought. Keep, like, okay, keep going, keep going. Yeah, so, like, but, like, when you learn about Abby's and her backstory, you realize there's a huge connection. Like, her dad was the doctor who ran Salt Lake City. Her dad is the surgeon that had the knife. That's yeah. why that surgeon is really, really important. You know, the whole knife, and they, you know, linger on that whole point. By the way, they did season one without knowing season two was going to be a thing, but they set up they set up season one in case they do tell season two. Okay, nice. So, like, they... They made it sure that they could tell a story, and they put all those bits and pieces. So if, if people ever watch season one again, there is a lot of season two Easter eggs they put in there on purpose. And we did talk about it a little bit, uh, with one being Dina being the girl there, yep. um, the doctor, the whole talking about the space, or uh, Ellie's the farm, and the, space. Farm, the sheep farm, the... The guitar, the guitar is a huge thing. Part two, there's a there's gonna be a lot of guitar playing in parts or in season two, three, and four. There's gonna be or at least two season two and three, and it's gonna be really really important. So, so, uh, but Abby's story, her dad gets killed by Joel, and you get to see her flashbacks in her part of it. when you play her. She does a lot of flashbacks of her and her dad, and it's really similar to Ellie and Joel. So, Abby is essentially just Ellie, but Joel's the one who murdered her father. Yep. And so, like, when you learn all this information, at this point, you already hate Abby. I didn't hate Abby even after killing Joel. I'm like, you know, I didn't hate her off the bat. I'm probably one of the few people who didn't hate her off the bat. But as I got to know her more, I'm like, oh. 
even though like her killing Joel is bad, her getting revenge isn't great. It's not the greatest choice. It's not, you know, I don't agree with it, obviously, especially after what just happened. But her feel, her feelings, her emotions, her wanting to kill him and going through with it, like I feel like it is for the most part valid. Yeah. And and I'm like Ellie's. We're literally cheering Ellie on as she's murdering her way through Seattle. But we're mad at Abby for doing essentially the same thing for very valid reasons. It's a con. It's Both. definitely uh, the commentary on the cycle of violence and like hatred. Yeah. You like. You sit there which and you the get whole, wrong, so you wrong another person, and it's like, when does which, it end? Which is the whole point of part two. That's the whole theme, is how hatred and violence and revenge literally destroys you as a person. That's the whole point of this story. It doesn't make anybody who's watching it or playing it feel good at all. No, it doesn't. So, I don't know. So, I actually... I Abby is a character. I really like her as a character. Like, I yeah. enjoy her, and I'm probably the minority on it. So anyway. I think, well, I two like, things. I got chills because you said something, and like I've already I've heard this before, but like mm-hmm. I just how do I phrase it? It's almost like I laid out the plot in my mind, and I was like, wow, that's really cool. But like when you said Ellie's, like I've already like I do I've heard people say that like yes, like Abby is on like the tail end of that journey. She got her revenge, and it's like what's the after? And it's like yep. I just put together that like Ellie's life wouldn't have been so different from Abby's, even if she killed Abby. Like that's and narratively like it kind of like. Not including the actual events. I'm just saying more of like a top-down perspective. So, like, in Ellie's world, say, like, you have Ellie go through it, Seattle. You have all day threes or whatever. Abby's yep. day one, two, three would be basically a a variation of what would have happened to Ellie to some extent. Maybe not days two and three, but, like, day one. She killed, like, yeah, she got her revenge, but she doesn't seem particularly happy. Like, mm-hmm. she's kind of miserable and almost, to me, it seems like, when you as you're playing as her. Yeah, like she doesn't have Owen. She doesn't really have anybody. She's just kind of like, and pe- her friends are distant from her now. Like Mills kind of doesn't really want to be around her. She isn't very proud of what they did. And oh, well, Mel think, never. Mel and her always had that that um, con- that conflict anyway. So it didn't. Yeah, but I definitely don't think. I think for her, Mel, it was really tough to like as a doctor to watch somebody just murder another human being. Like not just out of self defense. Like literal, like cold blooded murder mm-hmm. and it and i could be wrong but it also seemed like the other characters not all of them but i thought that that's my ringtone sorry um, <laughs> i was like is there fireworks going on in your no, 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 apartment no. i thought well owen definitely was pretty shoked up by it as well like her yeah. distant her relationship with owen became even more strained and distant because of like not only because of mel but because owen didn't feel good about it but and, anyways, for so like, and for those who don't know, Mel, Owen, and then a bunch of other characters, they were part of the journey that Abby took to kill uh, Joel, and those are, like, her best friends. So, TBH, I will say, I actually, Owen might be one of my favorite characters from The Last of Us. Because he's, like, I just feel a he's lot... reasonable. He's a very, like, he's he's trying to stay optimistic in the darkest of situations. Yeah. And, like, throughout the flashbacks, like, I was pretty... Like, I'm going to be gutted when I get to that point in part two again and he dies. Because, like, watching the flashbacks of him just, like, making the... Mo- like, the the Ferris wheel scene or whatever with Abby where they're at the aquarium for the first time. And he's just so, like, childlike. He's just a funny guy. Like, mm-hmm. Owen's the kind of guy I would hang out with in real life and be like, dude, I like you, man. 
I remember playing Owen, and I'm like, I see myself a lot in Owen because, like, even though I don't think he necessarily agrees with the journey that Abby goes on, he feels like he needs to, do, like, she needs to do it. So she like, he like, re- he's very reasonable. He's a reasonable character. Like, hey, get your revenge, but like, let everybody else live. Yeah. They're not part of this. Yeah. And then after, and afterwards, he's, I don't know. He just seems like one of those individuals I see a lot of myself in. Or somebody I would, like, appreciate in real life. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, we're getting way off topic here. We're just talking straight up. The last was far too. The game. <laughs> uh, which we should have an episode on that once you finish it. I should. You know what would be fun, actually, as hell for a podcast idea? After we both beat the game. Like, mm-hmm. you're how far are you? You're an Abby day one. You're an Ellie day one? Uh, Ellie day two. We oh, just, shit. Uh, okay. We were, uh, I just met up with Jesse again, and then we went back to the theater. So I think, re- I have the plot, I have the plot up for the game. Uh, I'll be going after Nora next, which is good. I'm excited to see Dude, that scene. that scene is going to be fucked in the show, because I felt gross after playing that scene. Yeah. I don't know about you. Also, I just realized, okay, I have so many thoughts here. Okay. You Okay. Sorry, one second. Haley came in. Sorry, folks. The fiance's <laughs> in. Haley, say hi to the audience. She's waving. That doesn't help. This is an audio only. This is audio only, Jake says. <laughs> she said rude. <laughs> All right. Anyways, but so for part two, I think uh, they could go a couple different ways with that. Like, Okay, so here's my thoughts on the uh, general outline. If they go chronological, okay. that will be more satisfying as an audience. I do think that. Because they could do it in a way where you get to see Ellie grow up, where she discovers the lie. I disagree. Which... I, disagree. I don't think they're going to do it at all. I, think I don't gonna think they're going to with... do a chronological, but hear me out. But no. hear me out. As an audience, it would be more satisfying. I don't agree with it. I think the game is great, but I don't know how they'll tell it in the same way. Because in the game, you have... Or if it's like that, imagine being a, somebody that's never played the game. You're watching the show. You're seeing Ellie grow up, and you're seeing this other girl grow up. Oh, shit. That girl's dad was killed by Joel. So you mm-hmm. kind of already start off empathizing with her. Then throughout the season, you see her grow up, and she can't let go of that anger. She's had, yep. she's had chances to be happy. And Ellie's kind of and then Ellie's kind of going through the inverse where, like, she's finding out, realizing something's not right about her relationship with Joel, like something's not adding up about that whole scene, like uh, the Salt Lake City situa- situation. Mm-hmm. And then it could very well end with season two being Abby's like, yeah, we're going to go kill Joel. And Ellie, and like having that Ellie and Ab- Joel's final confrontation, it'll be leaving it in a very dark fucking place. Or honestly, God damn, I just thought if they did go that route, they could also straight up end with killing Joel. Yeah. And like have true. like, as like, because imagine it's like in Game of Thrones, like you see that, like, or another TV shows, like, these characters that are like best buds start disagreeing and butting heads mm-hmm. and then something breaks. And I think they don't show the scene with Abby or with Ellie and Joel reconciling. I think they, I think that needs to stay to the end, but then season, then you could have season two or three. So basically you'd have season two end with Joel dying. And then you could have season three be intermeshed Ellie and Abby's days. Cause then you as the audience, I think if they did something more like that in the game, I actually think they should have started the game with. Uh, I think they should have started the Last of Us Part Two with Abby's flashback instead of Ellie's flashback. Honestly, because hear me out, you that. would be then if then when they started Jackson, you were playing as Ellie. 
mm-hmm. and you see Abby coming, you're thinking like as a player, you'd be like, no, 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 and you'd like you wouldn't hate her as much. You'd be like, fuck no, Joel, what did you do? Like you would know mm-hmm. something bad's gonna happen to them, but you would also be coming from more of a place of being like, he killed her dad, man. Like if you've lost, like it's like what we talked about mm-hmm. before the podcast, like you've lost a parent it it's hard to reconcile with that if somebody like i mean i like for those for the audience i, I asked my father to medical conditions issues but if somebody killed my dad and i've known people that have had family members killed that vengeance and that hatred it doesn't just disappear i've seen it destroy mm-hmm. families and relationships like and so like you i like i like that is one thing i've started to appreciate a little bit more about abby's character is like her fucking dad got killed by this guy. Like, it doesn't matter that Joel did it for the quote-unquote right reasons. It doesn't matter if we agree with the surgeon. Uh, I forget his name, actually. It's kind of... Oh, Jerry. Is it Jerry? I think so. I think it's Jerry Anderson. But that was her dad. It sounds right. It sounds right. That was her dad. I don't know. Like, it's... It's fucking tough, man. Like, I don't know. But if they did it in chronological, it would have that kind of... I feel like it'd have that kind of Game of Thrones almost feel where you're like watch it like you you suspect some shit's gonna go down but you're not 100 mm-hmm. percent sure what it is and by the time you realize what's gonna happen you're like no no and you just want to screw you you just want to jump on the tv and be like don't kill each other <laughs> okay okay so sorry. here's no here's my thoughts on it this is i feel like there's many ways they can frame this i don't think telling chronologically like the flashbacks is the right way to go i think throw it out they're not doing it but here's here's a couple ways they can frame this because we talk part two is four different games, four different stories in the one um, you have, you have the Jackson scenes. That's the first game you have uh, part. You have Seattle, both Abby's and uh, Ellie's story. That's essentially two stories right there. And then you have the whole Santa Barbara storyline. Which, that's not season two, that's going, that's season three, maybe season four. So, the way I see them framing this, I see them framing this in two different ways. I see the season two being primarily set with Jackson, with them ending with Joel's death. And one of the key points that, uh, this video that I did watch with IGN, um, is, originally, Abby was going to infiltrate Jackson, and was actually going to befriend Ellie and Joel in Jackson, and then betray Joel. Damn. And I didn't know that. And I didn't know that was going to be a thing. So there is a possibility where Abby is part of the Jackson community, and they, season two kind of just tells us the story of Jackson. Which I think pacing wise, which if they just go season two Jackson, slows down the show a lot. And so I don't know if that's the way they're going to go. The way this video, the way they presented it, they presented Jackson and Ellie's Seattle day one. They presented it both back and forth. Like that's going to be season two. And then season three is going to be Abby, uh, Seattle, and then Santa Barbara. Okay. So I can see both. But I do. Here's the thing. So let's, let's talk about the big flaw that is part two. Well, before and you I do that, like... actually, I would love to. Should we just dig into that a little bit more? But I do want to hear your flaw. But I, I think you just said something. Like as you're saying that, I could kind of see that. Okay, here's my counterpoint, though. Okay. How the fuck do you make Jackson a whole season? You really aren't there for that long in part two. You're there for like an hour and a half. 
You're not, but there's a lot of interesting conflict when it comes to her and Joel. Uh, just exploring the dynamics of her and Dina, because her and Dina, like part two, is also a love story. It has elements. It's it's like it it is. It's a it's a heartbreaking love story with between her and Dina, and the love triangle of her Dina and Jesse, which we could easily go into as well. So I feel like they could spend the time and like slow down. They could slow down a lot and explore all the dynamics between her and Tommy, Tommy and Joel, Joel, uh, Jesse, Dina, um, Ellie. The whole conflict of her being this, um, this gay, you know, lesbian person in a town that may not be accepting. Also, are you good, by the way? I am. Sorry, I'm just adjusting the my fucking mic because it keeps like tipping over. It's driving me up a wall. Okay, I'm just like I'm hearing a lot of like noise and a lot of grunts and like, are you pooping right now? No, I'm the one. I'm not even grunting. That's probably just the sound of the metal like tightening because I'm like sitting here just like adjusting. Like, stop falling. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry. I was like, I'm like I'm the only one who can do the crones thing, man. (laughs) I will not. I will always take a break if I need to go. Yes, yes. But uh, so that that's the way they could do Jackson. But I just feel like pacing wise, it'd just be such a change of pace because this show is so fast that i assume they're gonna just jackson's gonna be like maybe two maybe three episodes at most and they're going to seattle yeah i just don't know how they like well because they already said they don't plan on doing anything different from the game they have they have no plans of like that's what neil Druckmann said he's something like we don't have any plans of like differing from the game story okay. or like pacing so that's why i'm like i don't know how they would do jackson then they probably like, just do it a couple episodes and that's Yeah, maybe it. I could see it being like two episodes for sure. Well, maybe. I don't know. At least two. At least two. I definitely think they have to humanize Abby better. I don't think like I think a game if a game audience was unhappy with it, I definitely think a TV show audience is gonna be because like here's what here's what I just Is there doubts? Is is there doubts though? I have no doubts they're gonna humanize Abby way more than the games because I agree. We already... But I'm saying they need to do it. So here's my worry. I really, my big worry is that this is how we'll see the seasons two and three play out. Mm-hmm. Uh, season one opens with Jackson, ends with Abby, day three. Season two opens with Abby, ends with San Fran. I that does not sound like a like Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. God damn it! I keep fucking it up. <laughs> but I just don't see that being a narratively satisfying ending. Because like, think about that. You would have. You basically would have no Ellie for season three, and that I just don't see HBO or Naughty or any of them being like, "Yeah, we're gonna have you only in like the last three episodes of the season." Okay, can I talk about the big flaw then? Okay, yes. About part two. All right, so the big flaw about part two is the Seattle storyline, and I think like this is where like the pacing kind of throws you off because this is where you're essentially playing two different games. Because the big flaw with it is you go through Ellie's whole story and then it ends in this huge cliffhanger of Abby confronts Ellie. But then you're immediately brought back into Abby's story and you have to play through the same days as Abby. Which I think in the game I think in the game it works as far as like gameplay wise. I feel like it, it, the experiments of like go into someone else's shoes of somebody you hate and you just spent three days hunting, I think is fucking phenomenal. I'm really, really appreciate the experience. I don't think that works in the show. Also, boom, you just gave me a crazy 
crazy fucking thought on what they could maybe not crazy but like a, probably how it would look work better but go first and i'll say my ideas okay yeah so i might just steal your idea so if they spent season two all on jackson i feel like this works this way you know i feel like it would slow down jackson a lot and i feel like it might not be the greatest idea but for season three i think this would be a really cool story wise if they spent season three all in seattle but then Throughout the season, they tell both the story of Abby and Ellie simultaneously. So we spend half, like, each episode, we spend half of Ellie. Or maybe they just do, they flip back and forth. Where, you know, we spend time with Ellie hunting down Abby. But then, at the same time, we learn about Abby becoming, essentially, a better person. Because she redeems herself a lot by essentially being a hero to um, these two other players in this whole confrontation of Seattle, because we didn't even talk about like what's happening in Seattle. There's yeah. a, because the, the Fedra once again gets taken over by a rebellious group called um, the Washington Liber- liberation front. Otherwise they also go, no- they're also known as wolves. <laughs> that is not what they do in the game at all. <laughs> but this group is pretty much like any outsiders they kill. But uh, with this with this group, another group emerged called the Seraphites, also known as Scars, depending on where you go. Or hey, that's a slur, dude. Scars? Yeah. It's not well, actually yeah, the, a slur. For, their, for the Seraphites' perspective, it is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it is definitely a, a slur. It is a racial slur. It's very much in the line of like the Fighting Sioux or like Redskin. It would be a slur in that regard. Yes, I'm calling out sports names um you better but be yeah it would be a... get canceled <laughs> man if i got canceled before i started i don't is that being canceled i i don't know but you know <laughs> i'm just throwing it out there i i, I don't care okay um <laughs> if i if i get canceled with this it means enough people are listening to me to cancel me maybe that's my optimism Anyway, so there's there's this whole like war going back and forth, and Abby being on the wolf side of things, sees how the Seraphites see things, and actually ends up betraying the wolves to save two Seraphites or two apostates of the Seraphites, and it, she just becomes this very heroic character, and like you see her change. She literally becomes Joel. She literally becomes Joel. I mean, fighting plays wild. She is Joel. I like that parallel actually. So, okay, another thought hit me kind of while you are talking there. So I mm-hmm. think what I've been struggling to reconcile in my mind, and now I definitely – now that I'm thinking about it, and I think they will go this way. So we could probably – like, tell me what you think. I think I know what they're going to do now. I don't know 100% how many episodes they're going to spend it, but I think we'll still start off with Jackson. But I think Seattle, mm-hmm. I think the, what catches a lot of people off guard is that they do day one, two, and three. Because, like, narratively, I've been thinking, how the fuck – so you're going to have, like – these huge episodes with Ellie and then these huge episodes with Abby, Abby, they're going to hate Abby. Like, it doesn't matter what you do, but I'm like, wait a second. They don't have to do three days. They could literally stretch this story out in this world to be over the course of like a month or like several weeks. That way, like you can have Mm -hmm. big narrative stopping points before the theater confrontation. But now the tough part is how do you make it without them running into each other? But that's but like that I'm saying like so like I'm trying to figure out where would be a good halfway point of the story if you were looking at 
Ellie's and Abby's stories simultaneously, especially if they take place over a longer period of time. Because I feel like if you're looking at it as day one, two, and three, so much shit happens in each day. Like, in the one day you have Ellie literally killing, like, two or three different members of the wolves. Then you have day two, which is probably the shortest Ellie day, if I recall correctly, because it's her saving Jesse. Then you have... Wait, no, because then she gets kills Nora, and I think that's day two, too. And then day there's three. Also gonna be, there's also flashbacks we're going to be getting that are, yes. like, the, the museum flashback might just be a whole happy episode. Which is, God, that's going to be a bummer. <laughs> it's going to be a bummer, but it's also like, hey, this is exactly what we wanted the entire yeah. time. And I actually think, I'm a, I think, I will, call, I will say this. I do think the museum scene is going to be its own episode. That's a bull. That's I mean, like I, that's a pretty long in season section, two. So I could see it in season two, and it's gonna be like the happiest episode ever because they're like, hey, we're gonna be this is gonna be Bill and Frank, but this is gonna be Bill and Frank for season two. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna be like as good, but it's gonna be like that. Oh, this is what we wanted all along, and it's such a happy ending. And then we get the, the misery of the rest of the season. Yeah. So I think. I could see that, but I also think it'd be interesting if they juxtapose that with Abby's. Because that's like the first, minus the prologue, that's like mm-hmm. the first big uh, flashback sequence you get. Or like first real flashback sequence you get with Allie. Like, so I feel yeah. like if they juxtapose that with... I think they sh- it would be really cool to juxtapose either the epilogue with Abby's like flashback to Salt Lake City, mm-hmm. or to do it with... Uh, Fuck, I lost my train of thought. Or with uh, the museum scene in that. Because there's kind of that father-daughter relationship. I don't know. But one ends in tragedy and one just kind of continues on like normal. Well, normal-ish. But yeah. Or one th- I should actually say one is irreparably changed forever. Both are irreparably changed forever in different ways, actually. That's what I'll say. Mm-hmm. But anyways. I, I have – yeah, I'm still – I'm – perplexed i don't know how they're gonna do this i don't know either because i don't think there's a clear right answer but here's the thing i trust neil Druckmann and uh craig mazin i feel like they're gonna figure this out and i feel like it's gonna be very satisfying i mean i do think i do think they're gonna pull it off i do too i just think they're gonna pull off i'm just like good luck guys so like that's gonna be a bitch to write (laughs) so here's this i think okay you go you go I would just say the oh. one thing that they do have to do right away is start filming the flashback stuff because they. This is gonna sound weird, but for me, it was really impactful seeing an older Ellie and a younger Ellie. So mm-hmm. I don't know. They, I feel like they have. I almost feel like they have to record all the flashback sequences immediately to start. Like not like they can't go if they they could go could go in a quote unquote episodic order, but I think that's just gonna be. Yeah, you work. mentioned that in the. You mentioned that in previous pods. I knew I do know Bella Ramsey said say that they're starting production now, or they're going to be starting production this year, and they're going to be filming. She thinks either late 2023 or early 2024. So I imagine that's the first thing they're going to do. Here's the thing: Bella Ramsey's like 19. Yeah. So they're already kind of past showing a younger Ellie. She's already kind of grown. Which, that's the unfortunate part of filmmaking, is 
you know, like you only you only get the actors and actresses at the age that they are. You can't really make the you can make them younger. So there is that effect that they can do. But here's the thing: when she was filming Ellie, anyway, she was already what sixteen, seventeen. She's already way past the fourteen age mark, anyway. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not too concerned about it. I think they'll make it work, and they'll pr- they'll probably be using makeup. I doubt they'll use CGI, but with makeup and stuff and her attitude. I think they'll make her a younger version of Yelly. Yep. Because because there's also just such an attitude change when it comes to young Ellie and old Ellie. Yeah, she gets dark. Like I mean, that's like kind of the sad thing is like Ellie does kind of lose it. Like man, that's de- God. I need to play part two again because like as I'm talking about it, thinking about it, I'm like God. That was such a good fucking game. But like she goes to it like a dark. She's not even before all the shit happens with Joel. She's not mm-hmm. in a good place. Like, I think she's just, like, so angry at the, like, I mean, she's very angry at Joel and kind of the world, like, she, no, she, she lost is, her purpose. Yeah, she lost her, for, like, I'm at, like, you're, she's fucking pissed, like, she's not happy, like, I, mm-hmm. yeah, damn, God, I need to play that game again. <laughs> so, like, it's, it's good. She's so different from how she was, and I think that's what the other thing that was really jarring for a lot of players is, like, you went from, like, this peppy, like, optimistic young girl to, like, I wouldn't say like emo or anything, because like she's a very she's not melodramatic, but she's, she's very not... dark, very like she's very cynical. It almost seems like, oh, you're so dark. You should be part of the DC universe. Yeah, <laughs> Deadpool joke. <laughs> I don't remember. I have yet to watch the newest one. It's only on two, right? I still haven't seen part. I've only seen the first Deadpool. You haven't seen Deadpool two? Uh, uh-uh, not yet. What's wrong? What is what? I don't know. What? Man. I don't know. Anyways, we'll circle back. Hold to on. No, point. hold on. No, <laughs> hold on. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I don't know. I just haven't gotten around to it. I'll get to it one of these days. I'll just be super bored and be like, yeah, all right, I'll watch some Deadpool and probably laugh, have a chuckle. It's worthy of watching. All right, anyway. Uh, I just <laughs> Bella Ramsey is 19. Yep. I just so they're going to have that issue with like those flashback scenes. But I do think they probably will do makeup, and they might say, yeah, it's been like a year. I mean, yeah, they could mm-hmm. do – I guess cause she'd probably be more like 15 or 16 when that flashback takes place anyways. So, Yeah. yeah. Um, so a little point of – so Neil Drunkman actually released an image uh, teasing season two, and it is Abby's giant forearm holding a hammer. I think it's like a famous uh, part two poster that they had. But what a troll! Abby's... What a troll, man! <laughs> I am uh, so. I want to know who they're gonna cast as Abby because Abby. How do I explain her? She's just like a physically dominant like individual, but not in a sense of like she's manly. Like the girl she is, has but... never missed a day at the gym. She could kick my ass for sure. She could kick my ass, and I'm like a. I, I'm not that great, like the most fit person now, but like I, I would say, like I would hold my own in a fight, and she'd still kick my ass. Yeah, I wonder how they'll do that. Like, to me, like, I'm, I, I just like I'm not saying because like I think a lot of people are like, oh, women don't look like that, and I'm like, no, they do. But I just, I do feel like her do. design was a little off. I don't think it's that they. I've never seen a buff woman. I have, but like, I'd have to play it again. But I remember thinking like her design was just a little off. Like physically, like I don't know how to explain it. Maybe well, I'm she's just essentially stupid. she's essentially physically as dominant as Joel. She plays yeah. the same as Joel 
in the game. Whereas like when you play Ellie, you one I will say gameplay for part two is so much better than part one. Oh fuck yeah, like, it is, dude. Like going around killing people, like you have a lot more options. You can just run around. Like there, there you don't have to play it one way. But I will say you can, like as you play as Ellie, you can't just physically dominate everybody. Like if you get caught and you're like if four or five people are jumping at you, you're dead. Like you're just done. Whereas like when you play as Joel and you have like four or five people jumping at you, oh, you have a chance because Joel's just gonna beat the shit out of them. Abby is essentially that same way. If you have four or five people jumping at you, she just physically, if you have just your bare fist or if you have like a weapon, yeah, she's murdering everybody in that room. Like she's physically as dominant as Joel is. And it's one of those things where it's like, I I feel like it, it like quite, it like challenges your sexist views almost like did a woman do this? Like I, I find myself questioning it, but then I'm like, you know what? No, I believe this character can do this because, like, she is just, like, that... I don't know how to explain it. She's... Like, in the game, she's believable. You know, I remember, I could be wrong, but, like, I don't know about you, but one thing I love doing with that game franchise, I did. I started doing it part one when I got that remastered on my PS5, and then I did it when I played mm-hmm. part two for the first time. There's so many little details. Like I always, even if it has nothing, no like items for me to scavenge, and I, I'm I'm leading up to a point here, but like I always look at all the details in the game, like because they have so much like oh small God. intimate stuff. Like Abby's room, I remember, uh, is so fucking like interesting because you have like her, she has like her exercise equipment there, right? But then mm-hmm. she also has like textbooks, I believe. I think there's like philosophy and like biology textbooks on her bed. If you go look. Like, she's yeah. a smart fucking person. She's not stupid. Like No, not at she's all. She's very educated. Like, for where they're at in the society, like, she's a very intelligent, like, educated person. All right. I'm going to make a comparison to what Abby is. So, like, if the audience don't know who Abby is and haven't played this game, if, if, they, if you've played Game of Thrones, Abby is essentially Brienne of Tarth. I fucking knew you were going to say that. As soon as you said Game of Thrones, I was like, fucking Brienne of Tarth. Yeah, she kind of is. Like she you like her, Bri- but she has mo- like like you. I think I'm pretty sure in the show you don't. Oh, like, I start don't. Off liking I'm not Brienne. even. I'm not even saying. I'm not even like. I'm not even saying personality wise. I'm just saying physical characteristics. Oh, like stature. Like, gotcha. Yeah, I mean personality wise, they're they're similar. But I mean like physical stature. That's who I think of. Like Abby is is Brienne Tarth. You know, like in the show, we don't or like Captain Phasma too. Same stature. Like she's just a. She's. A female who is physically imposing, but also still very feminine. Like I, don't I feel like it, seeing her be very feminine, feminine, but like well, that not re- it didn't happen. But not feminine like the way we imagine it. But she's still like very much a female. Yeah, I, I, think I feel like I'm cr- like I, I'm not explaining myself very very well. But like she's definitely a character that like I admire. And is somebody who, like, in real life, I'm like, I would befriend that person. And that's how I feel with, like, Abby. Even though, like, if I'm on, like, the Ellie side of things, I probably would hate her. But if I was on the Abby side of things, she's somebody I think, like, for the most part, I would enjoy. Okay. Okay. So I could see... Man. So I definitely think they're going to be stuck. I just don't know how many seasons they're going to make season two, or part two. It has to be two, but I don't know if they could do three. But at the same time, I don't know how they would do two. I feel like if they do, if they would do three, season four would be Santa Barbara. 
But how do you just... make that a whole season? Sorry, I'm not like. I just don't know how you make that a whole season. That's my query there. I don't know how they would have to elongate it. Here's the thing: we both said that season one could have been elongated to longer if we wanted to. We could have spent so much more time in Boston, so much more time in Kansas City, so much more time in Jackson. We could have spent a lot more time with them. There is room for them to expand. However, pacing wise, pacing wise compared to season one, compared to like if they were to do that, it would it would be very off putting. But I also. I don't know. I just trust that they would do it at this moment. I I trust that they can figure it out. I just don't I want really them to do. elongate to the detriment of the story. Because I do feel like the Santa Barbara segment is so beautiful. But I feel like if it was its own season, it wouldn't be as impactful. I agree. For me. I, I agree. I think they're going to make it two seasons. I do. I definitely think and they I, could start season. if they. So, like, I think. Well, I'm just trying to think. So, you're like, this is what I was trying to ask before. Maybe you can. Help me figure this out. So, like, narratively, like, say they do decide to expand those. Instead of doing three days, it's, like, three weeks or a week mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm just trying to place where everything happens. Like, what could you make the season finale for season two? I did just okay. think of one thing that would be really fucking cool. But yeah, I want to hear your so thoughts. The, so, I don't know if I like the fact that I watched the season two prediction video because I actually really like where they put it. They put it like the the finale, the cliffhanger, where they just tell Ellie's Seattle story, and the cliffhanger is Abby killing Jesse, holding Tommy hostage, and then that their confrontation is that cliffhanger. And I do think that's a good spot for them to end season two because I think they're give intrigued for season three. And I also think if they were to put season three and have Abby be the main character. With that much of a break in between season two and season three, I do think it would work. I don't know if it's exactly what we want, but I do think it would work because we would get to Ellie at the end or later half of that season with them ending season two or ending season three with Santa Barbara, which would also give time for part three to come out as a video game before they can dive into part three of the game in the show. Okay, hear me out. I just thought about it, and we'll see how it all okay. plays out. But so I'm gonna say, I hope they don't do it that way. <laughs> I don't want to be a dick with that because I just straight up don't think they're gonna be able to get people to give a fuck about Abby if they go that route. I I personally uh, like I just don't think people would like uh, imagine like you don't know anything about her. You're like this isn't Last of Us. It's a completely different show, and you start this whole season you're hating her, like you hate her or dislike her. And then they end the season, and you start the third season, and spend the, almost the entirety of the third season with that character. Yeah, you like might like. I'm just saying, as a viewer, I'd be like, "Fuck that! I don't want to watch this." Like, yeah, maybe they just like. I don't know. Like, I, that's my worry. I think they have to change up the structure. I don't think, I don't think the narrative of the game will translate well to a TV show in the way it is now. Now, hear me out. If they do the opposite way, mm-hmm. where they do decide to intermesh their stories at the same time, I think that has a lot more dramatic payoff. It allows viewer. It's like Game of Thrones. Like, everybody fucking hated Jamie at first, but over time, mm-hmm. the little bastard starts to worm his way into your heart, and you start to like him, and then he gets his hand cut off, mm-hmm. and you're like, no. But that only works because you have time with him. If it started off like mm-hmm. one of the seasons with Jamie, you'd be like, I don't like this fucking guy. What can- I'll just skip to the next episode. I feel like it depends on their goal. So I think it depends on what they're trying to do. This The video game, their goal 
was to make you hate Abby and then try to change your mind afterwards. I, I truly believe that was their goal. And I think it worked for some individuals. It worked for me. I appreciate the experience. Like I appreciate the emotions they made me feel. Not a lot of people are like that, though. I, I don't disagree with you. I do think it would be better if they meshed it together, but I do think if they were to go that route and they want people to think, if they specifically had that purpose of telling Ellie's story first and then telling Abby's, I do think this would work better than the game with that break in between. I do believe that. I don't know if it's the best route, but I do think if the, it so really depends on what they're trying to do. My to that is I feel like the game's entire point was understanding that you can't just call some make somebody the other like even bad people have loved ones even bad even people Mm -hmm. that have wronged you have people they care about them that don't give a fuck about you they don't care if they wronged you you're there they are those people's family and i feel like that is kill an npc in part two they'll scream the name of their loved one like no carl no i like i feel so terrible when they cry about the dog like spot no Oh yeah, Sa- uh, Sapphire is watching me play part two, and she, every time she's like, "Kill the dog, kill the dog," and then it'll be, rrr, 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 and she's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I'm like, I feel, I feel bad, but at the same time, like this dog is about to kill me, so I don't really have a choice. So my counterpoint would be that they can achieve that better by showing the intermission. I do think, in some ways, that's what the game should have done. The game, I feel mm-hmm. like, the game does it too jarringly. I it has a lot of influence I agree. from. And it I, like, I think jarring. it was very bold, but I think it would have paid off better in the, in the opposite road. I think it would have been better if they marketed the game as The Last of Us. Here's what I think they should have done, honestly. Like, I'm glad I'm not a writer, and like mm-hmm. obviously I still like the game, so I'm not going to hate on it. But I honestly think it would have been better if they started part two with Abby's story, then moved to Ellie's story. Because the, you as a player, like, imagine you started, you didn't know about the Joel shit. And you go through the whole game, you're doing all the Seattle stuff, and then boom, you find out. I killed Joel and you would oh, feel yeah. like so conflicted as a player. And then you see Abby's store and you're, or you see Ellie's you'd be like, I, but fuck. Like I liked her. I don't want to kill her. Like, I think that would have been, I think that would have almost been more of a shock in a good way for players. I don't know. That's my opinion. That's why I think Maybe. you have to go one of the two. I don't think you can go like to me. I, I don't know. Cause like imagine Part- that's, that that's shock. You mm-hmm. didn't know. You just know some shit happened someplace else, and yeah. I don't know. I felt that I felt that way. This is just the way they told the story because you know you become Abby, and then you have to kill Ellie. Or your whole goal is to kill Ellie in her part of the story. Like that's the big confrontation. Like oh yeah, I'm ready for this confrontation. I'm ready for it. Let's go fucking kill Abby. And it's like oh wait, nope. You're Abby. You're trying to kill Ellie. And you're like no, I don't, <laughs> don't want to like do this. this. And it's like, we give you exactly what you wanted, just not, not the way you wanted want. it. So I think – so here's what I think. So I think if they do intermesh, here's where they could end season two. I just thought about it while we were talking. Mm-hmm. So I think you could have seasons two open with Jackson, Joel's kill, death. And then obviously you would hate Abby as a – like it's kind of like the new House of the Dragons show. Like you – like who the fuck likes Allison? Like she's kind of like yeah. I, she has her pros, but like you don't like her, and you, but like over time, like towards like we just finish it. Spoilers for our House of the Dragon. Skip ahead like a minute here. <laughs> we're go we're 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 spoiling the shit out of H, uh, 
HBO shows. I was not, ex- I was not expecting a House of Dragons reference here. You've but seen okay. it, right? Yeah. Okay, it's good. Been a, it's been a few months. All right. since the Allison's the friend opposite of... Rhaenyra. Yeah, okay. That's who I thought. Yep, yep. So the redhead. But, like, I didn't like her, but I did like her a lot in the last... God damn, was it, like, the second last episode? Where she was trying to save Rhaenyra's life. Like, she's like, mm-hmm. I don't agree with this decision. Like, and, like, she was perfect. Like, they actually, like, it got to the point where I was like, Allison, why are you doing this? Just let... Like, he's a delirious old man. Even if he wanted Aegon to be king, like, obviously, we all as the viewers know that's not what he meant. But, like, you should have just yeah. been like, nah. And it would have been more intriguing for it just to be, like, her being on the upside side of Rhaenyra by circumstance rather than by choice. But anyways, yeah. but that even made me kind of be like, all right, you're not the worst character ever. You are trying to save your friend's life, even though I think you're an idiot that caused all this in the first place. But yeah. I think if they do that with uh, season two, they have Ellie and Abby juxtaposed. You kind of see their stories, and they elongate the time, so it's not that frantic, like, day one, day two, day three. Then they mm-hmm. could split out – they could separate the events because you could have, like, an episode where it's, like, just – it's, like, a day, a couple days of Abby trying to find Owen after he went AWOL, and, and, and then it's Ellie trying to go through all the wolves, and then she's finding a couple of the guys. So then you could end up ending – the way you could have it kind of time out is that the show – Season two would end with the Rat King fight and with mm. Ellie killing Nora. Nora. Yep. Ooh, okay. And have that. Because can you imagine that? You're like, you're watching like that a juxtaposition too of like you have Abby fighting her fucking hardest to save this little girl's life. And then on the other side, you have Ellie who's going darker and darker and darker. And you're like, it's like the peak of their, like, it's mm-hmm. like the peak. As, like, a story, it's the peak of Abby's heroism, or one of the... I wouldn't say it's the peak of it, but it's, like, it's getting there for her. Juxtaposed with, like... Juxtaposed with the dark... One of the darkest things Ellie's ever done. And, like, yeah. ending it there. And then that way you could open season one with, like, the last bit of Seattle. Uh, so Ellie realizing that Tommy might be in town, trying to go find him, and then choosing to go off and then you could have like a few episodes into season I'm three. excited for Tommy in season two season yeah three. he Gabriel Luna man he deserves some fucking chance to shine and then at the, six at the same time then you could have like the ramping up of the civil war between the scars and the wolves and then that could be like the halfway point of season five is Ellie and Abby's confrontation then you could have like I'm just imagining it'd be like another nine episode season then you could mm-hmm. have like an episode of the farm and then you could have like two episodes of Santa Barbara. I don't know. That's I could I could see that. That's a, I'm going that's like way bit. deep into this. This is just a like random yeah. prediction. I could just see that being a very narratively satisfying way they could do it, and then that way you have more time with Abby, and then you don't want them. You're mm-hmm. like, no, fuck. Like I know that like you have your blood, but you just wanted to let it go. Yeah. I okay. So I wouldn't mind that. But I'm just gonna say this. And I'm gonna say it again. I think whatever they do, they're gonna they're gonna knock it out of the park. I agree. I just think Craig. I think Craig Mason just has such an act for TV, and you know, Drunkman just he know it's his story. Yeah. And I think the way what they showed us in part one or season one, it showed us that they can make great tell. They can make a great adaptation. So I, tr- and like what they add into it, added overall to the story wise to the war. Like, everything they added extra to the story that wasn't just, you know, beat by beat in the game 
just made the lore of the show, lore of the game, lore of The Last of Us better. I agree. I agree. And like the the biggest criticism for part one or for season one was it was too quick and there wasn't enough. That's true. There like really that, was. People were like, what the like, fuck? That's it? I like another yeah, three episodes. Like, <laughs> like that was the criticism. Like it wasn't they did it badly. It was no, it was there was it was too short. Like they, they didn't do great enough enough times. And so I through all these predictions, I'm like, you know what? Whatever they fucking do, what, however they go about it, they're going to knock it out of the park. That's how I just feel about it. So, all right. So let's let's wrap this up because I feel like there's not much more predictions that we can go into. Yep. Thank you for letting me rant, by the way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> for sure. Okay. So um, I think I only have one one question. Are we ready for Joel to be dead? Are we ready for Pedro to like be gone and not be the main of the series? Uh, I don't think I was ready for it, and I don't think I'll be ready for it again. But he has such a strong post-mortem presence. I don't think he'll be missed. Mm-hmm. Like, he's still going to be there. It just won't be in the way we want him to be. Like, we're still going to get the museum scene. We're still going to get the breakdown of his and Ellie's relationship, and we might even honestly get a few more good moments between them too. And then we have. I think he's going to be a part of three too. Yeah. I think he'll have, I like, think, maybe not. I think he'll definitely be diminished because I think part two was a lot of that reconciling. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think we'll probably get at least one more flashback or maybe a dream sequence or something like that. Like, I definitely think that part three, without going too much into it, will be more of, like, Ellie, like just straight-up Ellie's story. Like, I think I think part two is really a passing of the torch. So I still think we'll have a strong Joel Pallet presence that will yep. slowly fade throughout. This is going to be Bella Ramsey's show. Yeah, it really is. And she's she's killing it. She killed it in season one, and I think she, I believe she's going to continue to kill it. I agree. It's, they definitely. I do feel like because with the show, it was more of Ellie and Abby or Ellie and Joel's show, which is good. That's how it needs mm-hmm. to be before it can be just Ellie's show. Yes. Yeah. So I so I I didn't realize this. Did you know that Matthew McConaughey was the first person offered Joel? I didn't, but that would have been awesome too, and I could see him just totally killing it. But you I know the I second person. Pedro. Oh, who? Marcella Ali. I'm glad it wasn't him though. I just don't oh, see Mar- wow. like I lo- I love Marcella Ali. He's a fucking incredible actor. It's not a racing. Yeah. I just don't see him. I guess I just haven't seen him ever exude that like carefree energy that Joel does need to have at some point. Yeah. Yes, he's a very dark character. But he's very – oh, I guess he kind of – if I remember correctly, he kind of does have that vibe a little bit in Moonlight. But that's such a short I, I, bit. I, th- I think he would have pulled it off. I think, like – I think there would have been that huge controversy that, oh, it's a, you know, different race and whatnot. And it's not, it doesn't look like Joel. I think he would have killed it personality-wise. I think he would have, like, definitely – killed it but i will say i think pedro pascal definitely passes more as I, joel I, I, I agree but i think matthew mcconaughey would have i think he would have almost nailed it joel perfectly after watching True I, detective i'm just just still amazed by how incredible matthew mcconaughey is as an actor but i do i do, I do enjoy uh pedro pascal's performance i do I think if i had to say which one i preferred more um Troy Baker or Pedro Pascal, I do like. I think Troy Baker, voice wise, just pulls off that presence a little bit more. Whereas Pedro kind of 
he doesn't have the voice acting down for Joel, but he definitely, when it comes to on-screen emotion, he pulls it off so well. But Pedro Pascal, the way he just pulls off like those emotional moments between him and Ellie, or when he breaks down and he's vulnerable, he shows it in such a minimalist way that it's just fucking impressive. So I, I, big props to Pedro Pascal, big props to his live screen Joel, and I don't think I'm ready for him to pass in season two. I don't think I am too, but I do think he still has strong enough presence as a character in the flashbacks that he'll always be there. And maybe we'll see more oh. like metaphorical symbolism of him, like occasionally like showing up to like, like I could see like, I could see some like hallucinations or like Obi-Wan ghosts ish of sorts, but like, some, it's just like some, a fake thing. Some like, Han Solo and rice, uh, rise of the Skywalker just randomly shows up to talk to Ellie and just like, Hey, I'm going to give you a motivational <laughs> speech. <laughs> Now you're better, right? Yep, you're good. Oh man, I hope they don't go that cliche. <laughs> I don't. I hope they don't go that cliche. I don't think they will. So, all right. Oh man. yeah. So I I don't think I have any other questions or anything else to bring up. I'm uh, all I want to do right now is just play part two, but I'm trying to like play it with Sapphire. She fell asleep during the spaceship scene, and I was mad. She fell asleep she fall- during that. She keeps falling asleep during like the big emotional parts. I'm like, wake up! Like she, like when we were playing part one and um, during the, I told you this, the hotel, the hotel scene where, or the hotel boiler room scene, where I'm just dying back and forth. And it's like the most excruciating like part of the game where like I, I feel like the most dread. She was asleep during that whole entire part, and I'm like, wake the fuck up experience my suffering with me this is this is like one of the most memorable parts of the game for me because it sucked so much the thing is though i lost my save and we did it again but i beat it the first time through because i like figured out the best strategy so she didn't even get this she got to see the scene but she didn't see me suffer through it (laughs) oh man but yeah i do uh yeah Hey, I can't wait to see like I'm, like after we beat the games, I definitely think we could have a part two discussion, like really go into it because like as you were saying stuff, it was hitting me like waves. I was like, oh shit, yeah, that was really cool too. So There's so much in part two, so much to talk about that we didn't even discuss on this pod. Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, yeah, let's we still got to figure out what we're gonna do next too. Like what shows, what are we gonna revisit? So we'll have to talk about it. Um. But yeah, we'll we'll talk that off, we'll talk off the pod about our plans. Indeed. Uh, well, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm guessing Jake's gonna send us off, but I'm gonna and I'll say my little bit here. Yeah, feel <laughs> free describe uh, <laughs> subscribe to Don't Evolve Me today. Uh, give us a listen on Spotify or well, Jake, where else have we got this this bad boy plug? Uh, we got Apple, Amazon, Samsung, iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. Yeah, check us out. It's awesome. Uh, Jake's got plenty more episodes. Some of yours featuring yours truly. And yes. yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, and feel free to check us out on the socials. I'll let Jake drop those next. Thanks for checking out. Don't evolve me. Uh, Jake, it's your show. Plug <laughs> them socials, boy. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. Yeah, you can check us out at uh, Facebook. Don't evolve me. Also at Twitter. Same. Don't evolve me. Instagram at Don't Evolve Me, or you can send us an angry email. I don't think I've gotten any angry emails yet. You could be the first at Don't Evolve Me at gmail.com. 
So, and then we got a couple of special episodes coming up next um, next week, March 28th. I have an interview with local Minnesota artist Brandon John. We're discussing his Nut 2, his new comic that is coming out on April 5th. And then, of course, you have Last of Us Season 2 Prediction, which is this podcast. And then uh, we're still doing weekly Mandalorian reviews with Don Johnson. So please check those out. And yeah, we definitely have some more weekly episodes. I have another one coming out in April with Emily Johnson talking about Minnesota neurodivergence. And we're also talking Last of Us in that pod. I gave her choices of topics. And she's like, horror gaming slash Last of Us. I'm like, you, you just said Last of Us. I'm in. We really love The Last of Us here, guys. It's, you know, it's pretty incredible. It's I really... I really do. I don't even have money at all, but I'm like looking for like pop funkos for Last of Us because I'm like you, you guys just need to be here because like you're a big part of the show. I'm literally looking up if they have Joel pop funkos right now. <laughs> I don't. I, think they I have it. There was a clicker for like fifty five dollars. Holy fuck! It's like a two hundred dollar right? pop Funko pop. Jesus! <laughs> He's looking it up now. Woo! I was looking up so. Uh, Pedro Pascal Mandalorian ones. Those are, those are a lot cheaper, so I'll probably have to invest in that first. All the way for the TV show versions of Last of Us to come out. That's wild. Anyway. All right. Anyway, that's it. That's our show. Thank you for checking us out. Uh, this is your host, Jake Sherbing, guest Michael Schumer. Thanks for having me, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Don't Evolve Me. Out. Peace out, guys. <laughs>